listen, you can run, swim, dive, fly. You are amazing. And you have untapped potential in you. That would blow your mind. Lord Hamilton. Hello and welcome to the Salty Club podcast. I'm your host, Caitlin Creeper, and I'm here today with my co-founder, Erica. Erica, welcome back to the podcast. It's been a while. Hello, my friends. (laughs) So today we're talking about something a little bit different. I feel like it's something that's a bit, you know, we talk about a lot of other things in the club, but I'm excited to broach this other topic a little bit because I think there would be a lot of people in our community who are curious. So what we're talking about today is trail running and kind of the experiences you've had over the last few years. Yes, let's speak about running. My second lover. Your second lover. I mean, firstly, I would love to know how did you get into it in the first place? Yes. So it's kind of new, new as in this year, I guess that I'm more into this season, um, into trail running itself. But um, I've been getting into endurance training since about five years now. And we actually recorded a, a podcast a few years back to get on grit. And I was speaking of, you know, um, triathlon training back then that I was really into this. And I was already interested or I'd started diving into endurance training uh, back then. And when I say five years ago, it means at the end of my 20s. So 28, 29 ish. And um, yeah, so the last few summers when I would go back to Canada, I decided to i needed something to occupy most of my time because we know that surfing normally takes a lot of time you're out there for many hours and as i was back inland canada um i was looking for a different challenge if i say so and yeah so that was that was it for a few summers and then this year um i don't know like a different kind of challenge got suggested to me and one of my friend um suggested that we register for a trail running event and I was like I thought for about 22 seconds and I was like yeah sure <laughs> let's do it and really <laughs> it was like <laughs> mainly because I was looking for a new challenge and something to keep me disciplined and uh kind of like structure my fitness goal if we can say so but also I was just excited to register to this event with him and the fact that I knew it would be like a little weekend adventure and that's kind of how he sold the idea to me it was like let's register for this event and we can go to my friend's house that he has in the mountain and spend the weekend and also do the race and then also bike and do other things and it sounded so normal and doable and possible for him that I thought it would be for me too (laughs) so that's kind of how I got into trail running race but um i really got hooked onto it and then decided when i come back i came back to el salvador this october so i stayed in canada until the 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 race on my first race was um actually in stowe vermont in the united states so we ended up you know traveling to this state so we can do the race and really relates to your sense of adventure and Organizing the weekend getaway around the race is also an adventure in itself. That's what I'm trying to say. 
Um, but yeah, as I, when I uh, right after the race, I came back to to El Salvador, and as it was still fresh in my mind, and still I was really still high on you know the energy of the race, I made sure to keep this habit here and start exploring a little bit further what El Salvador had to offer in terms of trail running. And that's kind of how it started for here. I'll stop here. <laughs> and one thing I've noticed a lot about you and what I find really interesting about you is I definitely think when we live along the coast of El Salvador, it's very easy to like kind of stay at the coast and also there's a lot of fear about kind of running along the roads or kind of like going back into the mountains, but like the country has so much more to offer in terms of natural landscapes. And one thing I really like about you is I see you maximizing that by going out on the bike and like, that's it, like putting your hand up to go into this event. So I would love to know what exactly this event was and um, a bit more about that. Yeah. So last week, I we're gonna name it. <laughs> I ran uh, a race called the Ultra Volcanes, and it was a 16 kilometer trail run in the volcano area of El Salvador. El Salvador has 19 volcanoes actually, and there is an area where there is more like tourist friendly volcanoes, if I can say so. And the there is one called Ilamatepec, Santa Ana. It's the most visited volcano of the country and then but this area there's three volcanoes and that's where the race was happening and yeah so when i came back here actually someone told me that there was a trail running circuit happening here which was like absolutely new information to me <laughs> i've been living here for eight or nine years already and i'd never heard of those guys but also you hear about what you're interested in. And because my interest was not so much into, you know, the mountain and the trail things, I guess I had never paid attention. Um, so that was the race. And there was two different, four different distances that were offered. So 11 kilometer, 15, which I mean, it was 15, but it ended up being 16.6 for the information of everybody. They lied to us. Um and then sneaky. Yeah. Throwing in an extra 1.6k. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and then you have to, you had 25 and 50. So those were the, the the distances. And depending of your distance, you were running different volcanoes. So not all of us were running the same volcanoes. And obviously the 50k was covering like all of the volcanoes. So that was that was the event. That sounds amazing. And what kind of training did you have to do leading up to that? How much time did you have to even prepare? Because I think it seems like you didn't have that much time no. in between <laughs> deciding to do it to actually being on the competition day. Yeah, well, that that was the the thing we, no, we didn't prepare much. And that's like the, the irony of it. This summer when I did my first, or in October when I did my first trail run, I did prepare, like I had like a two months program um, which I was following religiously and really putting the hours and trying to re increase my distance. The, 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 the race I did in October was a uh, 21 kilometer. So half marathon, uh, never had run a half marathon before. And obviously in trails, everything takes more time. So it's like two or three times the time 
that it would take you on on road or on the flat. So, right. um, yeah. So I, for that one, I was really prepared, and it was for the best or of the worst. I think that like that's the thing when you're really prepared for or you really train religiously for an event. It the the pressure kind of builds up, and finally you get to the race day, and it's like the the pinnacle of your summer, the pinnacle of your training. That's like all of your hours and hard work led to this specific moment. Now this race, we honestly signed up um, like not even three weeks before, and I started a running club here in El Salvador. Uh, nothing really official, but just for fun in the beach town where I live. I people would often see me run here and there, but um, and every time would be like, "Oh, like you run? This is so cool! Like you should tell me next time." And uh, it was always kind of random that people showed an interest for running, but nothing serious. And I guess nothing was. It's it's hard. Most of the time when I go run, I don't really plan the specific time before so i don't really have the time to like tell anyone i'm going on a run i just like close my computer and i'm like okay time to go for my run and i don't want to tell anyone uh <laughs> but i thought this time different i was like oh you know what i think it would be really cool to start a running club here there must be other people that like running as I, i knew a little bit and also to have another activity that is not around surfing which is the biggest sport here um thinking it would allow me to connect with different kind of people it would create some momentum it would create um you know a community and a, a point of encounter for different people that love to to run or to move um and also for me to stay in the spirit as i said earlier i was so hyped from my summer of getting into it that I didn't want to lose this momentum and I wanted to like keep the ball rolling being here and explore further what were the possibilities so I was like the running club will be the perfect excuse and will give me and others some discipline so we start I started that once a week we meet we run not very long distances but we explore different new trails of the area or not really trails but like back roads here there's a lot of dirt road anyway because most places are not paved so just like yeah. further roads uh that are you know uh not in the center of our little town and yeah so at some point kind of said <laughs> that there was an event coming in january and maybe we should look into it and one of my friends was like oh let's let's totally sign up and I was like, I don't know, dude, it's it's in three weeks and I've got a retreat ending on the same day that we need to go up to the the the, the volcano area. Like I would need to like wrap up the retreat and then like leave the next hour for us to get there. And and then simultaneously, I was like, yeah, I guess it's still I mean, it's possible. <laughs> I Clearly, I was making a few excuses uh. in my mind, like why it. it it wouldn't be because all their, their circumstances were not perfect. It was not like, okay, I'm going to have seven weeks to work, to, to prepare and train. And then I'll arrive to the race. Like, so ready is like, no, okay, it's in three weeks. I need to run two retreats in the meantime. And the day the retreat ends, we need to drive up and then just do the thing. <laughs> 
And mm. but yeah, people kind of like got excited. So we so we did it. And um we so like the weeks leading to I ran like maybe like two times a week. We did the running club and I would go on another long run besides the running club and that was it but i still felt like pretty unprepared as it was like a spontaneous plan but also i knew that i was able to run this distance because i had run 15 16k like more than once in my life before so i was like okay worse comes worse it's gonna be a very long hike <laughs> <laughs> that's a good way to look at it I'll be at the top of a volcano, right? And you'll get to see some pretty sights. And I think that's a great way to look at it too, is to look at the worst possible scenario and the worst possible scenario is not that bad anyway, right? Exactly. Like, like let's, let's make it clear here. The race is called Ultra Volcanes. And like, uh, if you're familiar a little bit with that world, word, you, world, you know, that ultra or ultras are normally more than a marathon distance. So like the 50K mm -hmm. is that. But like a 16 kilometer run uh, is not an ultra distance and is absolutely like within human capacities. And so just to like de-dramatize the whole thing, we were not looking into like, oh, yeah, we subscribe for a 160 kilometer run and we're coming hot unprepared. It was like, no, like I signed up for 15K, like we will be OK. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Totally. I guess, I guess it's also, it taps on a few things, this thing of being not prepared. I mean, you talk about, you were the one who created this group. You're the one who went first and put it out there to create this group. And that's, that's something that you have that I really admire a lot about you is that you're, you're usually the one that goes first. You're usually the one that like your space between like thought and like execution are very close together. Whereas mm. you just as easily meet someone who's like, Oh, I've always wanted to make a run club. And it, they've been saying that for years, you know, and this kind of shows usually sometimes what you want to do, it doesn't take as long or isn't as big of a hill to climb as you think. What did you do? Like you put a, a post out on Instagram. Hey, I'm looking for a, a crew. If anyone wants to come running, I mean, it seemed like it was quite straightforward and then next minute you had a little club and next minute this club had its own momentum and that I feel like that happened in just a matter of weeks. Yeah, yeah, totally. And it's true and thank you for saying that. Um, I like I like to think of myself as someone that has small space between uh, thought and execution. Um, but it's true, that's really how it happened. I was like, I actually saw this girl on the beach and she was like, oh, I saw you running. If ever you you know, go another day, you tell me. And I was like, you know what, girl, today I'm going home and I'm starting the run club. And literally like I went home <laughs> and I started a WhatsApp group. I invited like three friends and then sent a few messages just saying like, hey, I know you like to run or you told me once you wanted to run. Here's the the, the link to the WhatsApp group. We're meeting next Thursday. Like, let's not make a bigger deal out of it. And also my second thought, and I guess what's what limit people in the ability to like get started with things is like, well, what if it doesn't work out? What if nobody shows up? What if I was like, if nobody shows up to the ring club, guess what? I'm going to run alone. Like I always do. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And that's going to be fine. You know, like I don't, anyone more than one will be more than well, number of people I normally run with. So, mm -hmm. um, yeah. And then it's just like, you, you put it out there and most people want to be part of something and, uh, I was actually like super surprised 
there was eight of us that ended up uh, registering for the race. And a lot of them like don't run run on a regular basis. Some do. It was like an occasion to try something new, get away for a weekend, challenge themselves, and do possibly the first their first race ever. Um, and that's it. Like everyone wants to belong, wants to be part of a group, wants to you know take on new challenges. So you just need someone that kind of like lights up the spark. And I guess that I have this ability. (laughs) You absolutely do. And I also like this idea of you wanted to challenge yourself to be exposed to different kinds of people. And I think that's really important. And maybe that's something we lose in adulthood because, you know, in school, they make you sit with like random people and they are always wanting you to kind of circulate and join clubs and meet different people. But when we're adults, we can get very fixed on like, oh, I'm this kind of person. So these are my kind of people. So like you said, I'm a surfer. I talk with the surfers in the morning, but to actively make changes to be like, I want to be exposed to some different kind of people here and not so far away, people who are in this tiny town with you who wouldn't have otherwise come forward. And I think think that's something we can all really benefit from is kind of detaching from this idea of like these are the kind of people I associate with and opening yourself to meeting different kinds of people because with the different kinds of people we meet that brings forth a different energy like I'm sure I'm sure you know fun trips are fun trips but I'm sure there was a different energy on this trip staying in the mountains getting ready for a run than let's say on some of your surf trips with different kinds of people and I think when we give ourselves this opportunity to expose ourselves to different groups we get to meet different parts of ourselves as well yes yes exactly and it's easy to kind of stick to the same people and the same activities and as you said like be like no I'm not the kind of person that that do that and I think think this is such bullshit like what do you mean you're not the kind of person that does that and <laughs> I feel like in the last you know five six seven years I've tried so many new things that and sports like obviously I've got a huge passion and ease with sports so yeah I'm like unafraid to try new things in general but then again it's just that the more you get into trying new things and connecting with people doing things you haven't done before, the better you become at being a beginner (laughs) or at starting something. And you, you, yeah, you develop some ease around new circles, new sports, new things, and you start to really enjoy it and see how it, it makes you more resourceful and colorful and, you know, agile person. And that's what I like about it. I think you're talking about in both senses of the word where you're becoming more agile physically, but also mentally, socially in every aspect. And I would love to talk a little bit about like a little bit more about this particular event, because I believe there was some unexpected results with this event. So maybe you could actually talk a little bit more in detail about, you know, it's it's easy to talk about it looking back as we know, oh, I ran a volcano. But from the very short amount of events I've done, I also know there's those moments of like, I cannot do this and I'm done. And what am I, you know, I'd love to talk a little bit about your process through this whole race and also like the unexpected little tick at the end, if you want to share a bit about that. We all know exercise makes life better. 
our mood, our energy, just our general outlook on life improves. But sometimes it can feel like too much of a mission to get to a gym or to commit to a full hour workout. You're busy, I'm busy, life is hectic. The Salty Club makes it easier than ever to sharpen your mind, body and soul with online equipment-free workouts starting as short as 7 minutes all the way up to 50-minute classes. You can choose one-off classes or commit to a whole program where every class is planned out for you for a series of weeks. And the best bit? You'll be able to talk and share with other women in our group chat for that extra dose of motivation. The Salty Club is $19 a month, but you can try it absolutely free for one whole month with the exclusive code to this podcast. You'll go to the website, thesalty.club, and then the code you will use is SCLUBPOD. So S-C-L-U-B-P-O-D. Yeah, sure. Um, well, I guess the grand surprise is that I got a podium at this event. I finished second, um, <laughs> of course which, <laughs> which is so cool because so unexpected. Like I, I, if you know me, you know that I'm super competitive. So it sounds like almost false when I'm saying that I didn't go there with a competitive <laughs> mindset. Like people are like, bullshit. Like, of course you, you wanted to win. I was like, <laughs> no, actually not. Like, I honestly, it was like, I'm going to go on this event. I'm going to have a good time. We're going to have a bunch of friends. And I'm actually looking for the after race moment where we go back to like the lake house we had rented. And I just like sit in the pool and eat pancakes. Like that was my, <laughs> what I was looking for. I was so exhausted from the retreat. And I was like, oh my God, I cannot believe I just jump into it. Like we finished the retreat and most people were starting their, you know, the, the rest of the team was starting their relaxing days and I was like why did I have to register for a volcano race when I could just have taken it easy this weekend after all this no 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 overachiever me was like no let's go race a volcano so I really thought like let's just like do the thing but then okay we start the event and I've got no idea what's the level what's the what's the vibe it was pretty well organized. Uh, it was really well organized, actually. It was cool. And we started the race. And you don't know, like, there's the two things with, with trail running. Um, I mean, there's many things. But one, you can never look at your pace. And that's something that when you run on road, you're very aware of your pace. And you're like, okay, my good pace to do this kind of time is, I don't know, like 450 per kilometer. Um, in trail, it's super var- variable, depending on obviously the incline. And so pace is like absolutely irrelevant. And like in the case of this event, like I had no clue how long this would take me. I estimated two hours <laughs> and mm. it took me three hours 20. So <laughs> oh, wow. that was okay. a little bit over time. Um, you, uh-huh. So you don't know, you're just like going in for the adventure. And so we start running uh, and also, yeah, the other thing is that like you will most of the time lose sight of a lot of the other competitors um, because of like the change of terrain and you, and I also had no idea like how many people would be there. So we started a race. I, at first I passed a lot of people. We were kind of like going through those wooden stairs and I think I'm pretty fast down, downhill. And I felt really good that morning. I got to say like my body felt super energized and I didn't have much back pain <laughs> like I was like feeling <laughs> loose and so I went down I was like okay this is going good like people are going so slow in those stairs let's go people so like I'm like passing all these people and then I run I run I'm doing I'm having a blast like the the course was super fun we were going to 
the woods and then through coffee plantations and then through like open field and blah, blah, blah. The first 10 kilometers were just like really like trail running. And um, and we could see like the volcano in sight. And at, at about like mid run, I asked, uh, one of the the guy at some of the checkpoint, I'm like, "Hay muchas chicas adelante? Like, is there a lot of other women ahead of me?" And he's like, "No, sos primera, you're first. And I'm like, "What? <laughs> Are you kidding me?" And I'm like, "Gracias, me da mucha energía. That gives me so much energy." And I'm just like going uphill, thinking, "What the heck?" I'm first. What do you mean? And then I started to go slower because I was like, oh, well, I don't see anyone behind me. I haven't seen anyone in so long. I'm mid-race. I'm winning. Let's take I it easy. Chill a bit. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, well, I'm feeling energized, myself. but also I'm winning. So <laughs> oh, I'm wow. like going uphill and kind of like alternating between uh, running and walking because sometimes when you go, like that's the thing with, with, with those kind of events, you don't run the entire time. When it's, it's pretty mm. steep, it's, you would actually, sometimes it's downright like impossible to run, but also sometimes it just takes more energy to run or it, yeah, it burns too much energy for how much more speed it gives you. So you better walk. Or power walk or do like really, really slow running, like really small step just to keep some momentum. So I'm kind of like alternating because we were going up for a while. And then I get to a next another checkpoint. Uh, and I ask again, just to be sure. I'm like, hay muchas más chicas adelante? And she's like, yeah, well, actually, there's a, there's a girl that just passed. And I was like, wait, what? Oh. Who that? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Like, I thought I was first. She's like, no, you're second. I'm like, oh, what? If I knew, oh, I would not no. have slowed down uphill. So I'm like, so at that moment, I'm like, you know what? I need to find this girl. So I'm like going, after that, I really accelerated. We're going downhill. And I'm like going like all in. I'm like, this is not possible. Like, I cannot go second. What? So I'm going super fast. And then we get to like the volcano itself, which was in the last like four kilometer. We were hiking the actual volcano, running around the rim of the volcano, oh like God. exactly the image of a volcano you see in like science classes. <laughs> it's that kind of volcano. So we, yeah, we would run around the rim and then go down. And as you go down, it's like you, you skid and it almost feel like you're skiing. Oh my God. Because gosh. you're just like letting your feet like slide in this sandy texture um and then you had to go back up a thousand three hundred stairs and then you finish oh my god but anyway so i'm going down those i'm first you go down the thousand three hundred stairs and i'm like gotta gotta find this girl and i'm going so fast and then i get to like the base of the volcano and i start climbing and climbing and it's hard obviously that's like the pinnacle of the race you're actually hiking the volcano and i cannot see the girl like at all <laughs> and I was like shit she's far anyways keep on climbing keep on climbing do the old volcano do the rim it's amazing I'm like taking selfies um so beautiful we have like a <laughs> always time for a selfie <laughs> well I mean it was very special and I'm like hey I didn't like climb all the way up here to like not take a selfie I'm like <laughs> Hi, everybody. This is me at the top of the volcano. Um, uh, And like might as well enjoy it. Like I'm not like in this competitive mindset that I'm like, oh, my God, every second is 
really important at this point. I'm like, no, like I'm here to have a good time. And mm. as I'm about to go down, she's, I'm like, I ask again, <laughs> how far is the other girl? She's like, uh, 20 minutes ahead. And then I'm like, oh, oh gosh. fudge. <laughs> Game over. Yeah. So more selfies. <laughs> whatever let's yeah. <laughs> let's film myself going down because I'm never gonna catch this girl anyway um and then yeah so i i get to the base of the volcano and I, i'm at i can tell my watch i'm at 14 kilometers i'm like okay only one kilometer left how long can this be um it you know one k can only be like 20 minutes a minute max so i start going up the stairs man the stairs are so long like those really long kind of wood, I mean, stairs in the wood, like in the trail. And so I go up, I go up and then I'm like, okay, 400 meters, 300 meters, 200 meters. And then I get to 15 and I look up and I'm like, oh my God, I'm still so far. This is, this is a lie. Like this is an illusion. Like I'm not, we're not done. <laughs> Fudge. You're hallucinating at this point. Yeah, they never and, end. <laughs> uh, and I did remember when we w first went down those 1,300 stairs, we went down. It was long going down. And it, it goes so fast when you go down. And I remember thinking, we're going down for a long time. This is going to be long up, you know? So I'm in the crunch of it. Mm. Oh, my God. It's so painful. And so I go up and then 15, 15.5. 16, 16.1, 16 0.2, 0 0.3. And I'm like, I've got no more reference point of when those stairs are ever ending. Like, we agreed on 15K. We're at 16.3 <laughs> here. We're still not reaching the top. And this I is your life so now. <laughs> yeah. And I'm, I'm feeling so betrayed. You, like, stairs. <laughs> you know, when you're like, guys, quick note here. We had agreed. 15. Why? Why are we still here? <laughs> so anyways, and then every time you go up 10 more stairs, you're like, how long can this really be? Like, at this point, we must be almost there. So I just keep, keep telling me that like this too shall pass. Like it will end. It will end. Like there's an end to this. Like just keep on climbing. And also everyone behind you are also suffering. Like you've got this. Mm -hmm. So do the thing. And then I reach the top and there's this woman that is organizing the, the, the run. And she's like, ah, oh, you made it. And then she started talking in Spanish and she's like, she's a surfer. She visits, she's visiting <laughs> us from the beach. She has never seen the mountain. <laughs> and I'm like, whoa, relax. I'm from inland Canada. I have seen the mountain. Um, but anyway, so she's like doing this. She's like, let's have a selfie. And I'm like, girl, this is not the time for a selfie. The selfie were up the volcano. You did not come all the way there with me. You're not having a selfie now. And I'm dying. Like, I just want the race to finish. We're at 16.5. Like, I have like two or three words for the organization at this point. And then she's like, so quick question. Do you think you're going to do another of those race? And I just like did not answer. <laughs> like, is she really Last asking thing me on that your now? Mind. Yeah, I'm like literally like dying for like the biggest Gatorade cup ever. So I just like finished the last hundred meters to the finish line. And then, yeah, then I, I won. But also, other funny thing, but like for anyone that has lived in Central America, I would not be surprised by that when eventually they're calling the, pit up, the people for the podium 
And I'm like, oh my God, this is my moment of glory. I cannot believe I had a podium. And so I'm going there. And then she has like a little paper with the names of the, the girls that are doing the podium. And I'm not on it. And I'm oh, like, no. <laughs> <laughs> what? And I'm like, uh, lo siento. Es que soy segunda. Like, I'm pretty sure, like, I'm supposed to be on this Excuse podium. Me? And she's like, ah? What's your what's your bib number? And I give him my bib. She's like, oh, I'm gonna go check in the computer. I'm like, yeah, girl, go check. I've, oh, no. I've been told this whole race I was sick in, and I haven't seen any sick other people. Like, who are those names on your paper? <laughs> like, who are, show me who are those people. So <laughs> she goes, and it takes like 20 minutes, and then my friends are there, and they're like, so what's up? And I'm like, I don't know. They're making sure I'm sick, and like, I'm not on the paper. Like, this is I'm not leaving if I don't have my trophy. Um, they're like sure Erica sure <laughs> yeah so anyways they, they come back and she come back and she's like ah Fiateke you were right Fiateke. like you're <laughs> you didn't show up for some reason on the computer but now we have you I'm like Jesus oh okay. my gosh so anyways that was that was it and really cool as well the other girls that are part of the run club and also participated in the event also did really good one of them actually we kind of finished two three and four which was pretty awesome. Wow. And one of the girls in the club, she's uh, 45. So she won the master category. <laughs> there oh, were only two chicks okay. in that category, but I think it's pretty rad that she won anyway. Um, uh-huh. And like they didn't name her on our podium. And we're like, wait, what? Like she was behind me. Like, how come she's not on the podium? Is this another mistake? <laughs> and... <laughs> And they're like, no, like she's she's in the master category. And we're like, oh, yeah, oh. forty five years old and, and over is masters. So, okay. anyways, we did we all did really good. Uh, so that was a big satisfaction, and I was very happy to bring home my little mountain trophy that is actually a key holder. Oh my gosh, congratulations. And like, I think that's the difference between you and me. And me, I'm so fucking awkward that like, if they never called my name, I would have been like, all right, <laughs> doesn't matter. No. Whereas you're like, uh, excuse me, I'm standing on that fucking podium. Yeah, I mean, this was already so unexpected that I would get a podium. I was like, I, I'm leaving with a trophy. Like, excuse me. Uh-huh. So, yeah. Oh my gosh. But like, thank God. Could you imagine? Like, I think I won. Like, I'm sorry, girl. Like, <laughs> she's in denial. <laughs> yeah. But it's also kind of a thing you learn here, you know, like you need to keep an eye on things because organization wise, oh it's, it's interesting. Yeah. It's always interesting. <laughs> yeah. If you don't get in there, then um, you could be left standing for quite a while or yeah. <laughs> be forgotten about. You kind of need to like knuckle your way in if you want to. <laughs> exactly exactly I've, I've, I've learned that the hard, the hard way <laughs> yeah that's definitely true and like what did it feel like after you had just finished is it like you collapse on the floor and just roll around in the dirt like I was seeing pictures of your team and they took their socks off and their legs are just like black yeah. from the dirt and stuff like I can't imagine that feeling of like I can actually sit down this is actually over yeah it's it's such a good feeling when you finish honestly Every race I've done, like both triathlon and trail running, or I've done in the past, like some, you know, adventure race, we call them, like Spartan race and Tough Mudder, which was really a thing about a, a decade ago. Um, when you finish, you 
I personally just feel like crying. <laughs> it's such a mm. relief and a release. And uh, and it's like a good cry. <laughs> You're mm. just so relieved and proud that you've com completed it. And for me, all of these are just... I, there's two things I repeat myself a lot when it in the hardship of it is um, how if you do the hard thing, living gets easier. And every time I'm mm -hmm. in the crunch of it and I'm like, oh my God, this is hard, this is hard, this is hard. I'm like, do the hard thing so that living will get easier. And that's it. Like when you finish, you're so relieved and you feel so powerful and capable. Then after that, like, everything is easier <laughs> mm, i really like that i like this feeling is like oh if i've survived this that i've actually like voluntarily did <laughs> mm -hmm. then all the little pain and things of the daily life are so tiny because now i like i just did three hours 20 of you know, hardship. So from there, everything is easier. And yeah. And then, yeah. And then just also the um, satisfaction of realizing that you're so much more capable than you tend to believe. And in this case, for example, I'd already run before 15K, but I've, I'd never run such a long event, like a three hour 20 race. As I said, like we never know how long an event's going to take regardless of the distance. That was my longest event. And, you know, if you would look, tell me a few years back when I started getting into these kind of events, yeah, one day you're going to do a three, three hours and 20 minute race in El Salvador in the volcanoes. I would be like, ha, ha, ha. I don't think so. Like, I don't think I can do this. Mm -hmm. Like I can barely. My goal is just to run 10K and find some ease in it. Like there's no way I can do a three hour race and actually enjoy myself. And now you do it and you're like, holy shit. I did it. Me. Like, and, and in that moment, you meet a version of yourself that you have you haven't met before wow and i think what you're speaking to is it's one thing to kind of write affirmations on your window i've spoke about this before there's an actual other thing to prove to yourself what you're capable of and prove to yourself you can go beyond what you think you're capable of and every time you prove to yourself you're more capable of pushing yourself than you think you are you're more capable of dealing with discomfort than you think you are then it doesn't just apply to these big moments and these big races that maybe happen once or twice in our year it applies to the tiniest little things you know I spoke about it took us a while to get set up for this interview right and sitting with that like ugh, like feeling like the little frustrations with like every single day, the little disappointments, the little discomforts, when we are able to sit with like the uncomfortable feelings of life, our experience of life is just better. Yeah. Yes. That's definitely a big thing for me. And like with, you know, I guess my love for <laughs> pain um, or like for training is all about becoming <laughs> comfortable with discomfort. And, and this even is found in softer practices like yoga. And I think 
that is I've been introduced this concept in a way firstly in yoga like sometimes we would hold poses for a long time and the teacher would be just like breathe breathe make sure you become comfortable with discomfort and in that moment you're you're not even moving moving you're immobile holding this warrior two whatever in your head thinking like when the heck will they tell us to release the pose Like the mm-hmm. the teacher is not in warrior herself. She doesn't know that my legs are burning. Like we've been here so for like what feels like 17 breaths. Like when are we shifting form? And sometimes I would get so triggered because as the teacher is walking around, she's not holding the pose and she's I'm like, "Yo, are you feel you're not feeling it in your legs, right? Like we are here suffering while you're like gracefully walking around i think it's time for uh, you to tell us to re- release <laughs> and switch well, you're floating around <laughs> yeah and you're just like Ugh! and it's like breathe in discomfort and like ah fuck that but then you you do it and you learn from it and you're like okay it it's not forever this too shall pass like just breathe through it and and that's it like you do become comfortable with discomfort and your threshold of how much discomfort you're able to handle with calm increases and for me that's what it's all about because discomfort will show up in so many different moments might it be an uncomfortable conversation might it be you know anything any situation that is stressful is discomfort when you're required to have a lot of patience when you're required to go you know to push yourself uh physically <sighs> whatever like there is when you have to sit in the in not knowing what's happening or what's coming there is discomfort in so many different aspects of our life and for me pushing myself physically through these layers of discomfort allow me to become more comfortable with discomfort in all aspect of my life and then when you're just like sitting in the thick of it and it's it's like okay uncomfortable but i've done worse <laughs> and mm. we went through it and it was fine so just breathe living gets easier and Yeah, and then your capacity just increases and increases and increases. And in a way, like what a, a privilege that we get to voluntarily push ourselves through discomfort. Like we have such an easy life that we get to put ourselves voluntarily through discomfort, through physical challenges, you know. I think that's such a great way to look at it. And I think what you're speaking to as well is like we can't just logically know things or read these things or be like I know I should be able to sit in discomfort we have to literally process it through the body and feel it on our skin as well and that's that whole kind of mind body soul connection of if you truly want to know that you are capable of sitting in discomfort and pain and like really uncomfortable situations that life brings as you know more than anyone if you've been through in the last few months and the like situations you've had to like be present in and show up for other people in um but it has to move through the body too it's not just this thing we can logically know and then apply it we have to do the work and prove it to ourselves yeah. through our actions yeah and you know that brings me to a point that like is so important for me 
is that the more you prove it to yourself, it raises your self-confidence, your own trust in your abilities. And I see that in a position to, if you keep dropping the ball on yourself, then you'll start to think of yourself as someone who never get things done. Yes. And I always say that physical training has given me self-confidence and the feeling of being so capable. And that applies and ripples in all aspects of my life. In my ability to take action as in business, as in relationship, as in anything, I feel that I owe most of my self-confidence, not most, but like a big part of my self-confidence to having challenged myself in different moments and I've developed structure, discipline, and I've showed up, showed up for myself so much for through, through these or for these challenges that I, it's like proof of work to me. Like, no. Erica, you are someone who gets things done, who are able to lead a project from A to Z, that is able to train for that many weeks, that is able to complete an event, and you go to the bottom of things, and you're so capable, and all, in all those moments, you've done or accomplished greater than you even thought was possible for yourself. You've got this. Like, you've proven it to yourself time and time again. And other side of the spectrum, what a lot of people struggle with, as you know, is a lot of people will get things started or, I mean, most will just not even get it started. We'll think about getting started for a long time or like, you know, we'll get started, register to the gym or get into a training program or whatever it is and then not complete, drop the ball on themselves. But the more you do that, the more you associate yourself to like someone who always drops the ball and you're doing that to yourself for yourself also <laughs> so it's like how about you see this as your own training for self-confidence where you're trying to prove yourself and can't that just apply to so many things too? Like, oh, I always go for the wrong guy. I always go for shit girls. I always go for like bad relationships. Like the more you make those choices and like associate yourself with a certain thing, the more it becomes a part of your identity. And what you were saying is you can make the decision to change that at any moment with the decisions you make and the way that you challenge yourself to like move and think and act differently and to like not back down on yourself. And I like that you're sharing this with the community because uh, we know you as as a go-getter, as someone who gets up and gets it done and makes it happen. And it's very easy to be like, well, that's her personality. And yes, there is a tenacity in your personality that is very you, which I'm sure you've had since you were two years old. But at the same time, like, I think it's also important to say, well, that's also something I've curated over the years. And it's something I really hold myself to a standard to. And in sharing that with the community, you're sharing that something everyone can hold themselves to. And it's available to anyone. Yes, exactly. A hundred percent. And you don't have to start with half a marathon. You know, you can start with small events and there is so many different kind of things you can register for and challenge yourself with. But that's the idea that like every time you take on some of those challenges, you 
hold yourself accountable and you prove yourself that you're that kind of person and that will give you the confidence to go after other things like in your career and your you might be it might give you the confidence to go after this different this job or you know be true to this specific person or whatever like it is in other spheres of your life because you've proven yourself that you're capable through self-imposed challenges Absolutely. And what would you say as we start to wrap this up, what would you say to someone who's like, well, I'm 38. So, you know, that ship's kind of sailed. Maybe like I'm kind of too old to really be pushing myself and my body in that way. What would you say to this? I'm too old mentality. I think this is not true. (laughs) No, but mainly (laughs) like uh, what I want to bring forward in in that is I am we spoke about that in the past as well. We, you know, many of us in the Salty team have gotten into surfing in their 20s. We've gotten into skating in our 30s. Uh, you know, so many things we've started what we would consider late um, as they are not sports we started doing as kids or as teenagers. Um, and I think that's like a surprise often for people to say, like, I when I say I've started sur- surfing at 25 years old, a lot of kids around here, like, they don't even know what it feels like yet to be 25. <laughs> and they're yep. out there like shredding, right? Um, mm-hmm. So the same, like, endurance training. And I think that actually a lot of people get into endurance training later in life. Um, n- not as attractive for younger people, maybe. Uh, also because we are so much more dynamic when we're younger and anything that is more like sprint and or like CrossFit or that demands like a lot of uh, power and dynamism might be more attractive. And then as you go older, your energy is very different. And I think we all notice it in our level of energies as well. Like we will have like more long lasting energy, but less intense. You know, if if before we were mm-hmm. coffee, now we're tea. <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. Good analogy. You know, yes. yeah. So, um, and also like what the, the study show is that obviously in our, towards the end of our 20s, our ability to develop power start to reduce, reduced after, uh, yeah, at the end, of, like, around like 28, 29. So it's really rare that you're going to see a sprinter that is 40 you know that's what i mean by that but on the flip side uh what is more endurance training you the 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 curve is is as a different arc and you will peak way later in your life so more towards mid-30s and it has been shown that we lose very little endurance capacities between end of 20s and then mid 40s so like between let's say like 28 and 45 we haven't seen we're not seeing a lot of decrease in endurance capacity so based on like researches they did with like people you know running marathons and any long um long lasting events so for me that is so reassuring and i remember my first triathlon I was 30 and for that race, we all had our age, 
on, written on our cuff muscle on with a with a sharpie. I don't know why. I guess oh, because they were categorizing us by by age group. And in my head, I was like, oh my god, I'm 30. Like I must be, you know, must be my my last year that I can perform, even though I just got into this sport. And oh then the last bit was running, and all these women were passing me. And I was look, staring at the, their cuff muscle and they were all older than me. 37, 39, 41. And I was like, shit, the old bitches are passing me. Let's go. <laughs> and it was, it was kind of like a little triggering, but at the same time encouraging. I was like, oh my God, I'm a baby here. Like I'm just starting. The older girls are, are really solid. And it's the same for men. Like, Men in their mid-30s are really, that's really when they start to peak. And now it's absolutely uncommon to see people above 40s having really good performance in, in long-lasting event. And mind me, like, I'm speaking of race or, um, or event setup, but it applies to day-to-day life as well. Like, you don't, this reflection doesn't only apply to, like, people that want to get into, like, a race event. It's just that know that your abilities do not decrease drastically with age. And mainly if you stay consistent and keep on uh, being active, it slow down your decrease drastically, like it very importantly. So that's the, what we need to keep in mind. And we must feel encouraged by is like not only are you not too old but if you want you don't want to age even faster make sure you stay on top of it (laughs) and it sounds so obvious Mm -hmm. but like i don't know i think we we all tend to believe that like oh i'm in my 30s now and i'm the first one to make jokes about the fact that like we're not 20 anymore no we're not 20 anymore or i'm like well in my 30s i'm 34 but at the same time, I'm not 72. Like, let's go. Mm. We still have so mm-hmm. much life inside of us. We still have so much life force and energy and prana. Um, and what I like the most about running mainly, and I think it could also apply to cycling and any, you know, long distance sport, is that the improvement and the progress is very noticeable. If at the beginning of summer, running 5K seems almost impossible, if you stay consistent, by the end of summer, let's say you give yourself 12 weeks and you would increase your distance by 10% every week, well, by the end of summer, you're almost running, I don't know, I don't have like the calculus like on top of my head, but if you started at five um, and you increase by 10% over the course of 12 weeks, by the 12 week you're running like 12 or 13k and wow like you'll do it pretty easy like a 10% increase is so doable it's 5 kilometer one week and then it's only 5.5 the next week and then it goes up to like 6.1 but it's it's a slow increase and it makes it so so doable and by the end of summer you're like holy cow i'm running 12 kilometer comfortably when at the beginning of summer, 5K was like ultimate goal, you know, ultimate challenge. So mm-hmm. this is what I like to see that we you can, I, it kind of gives me the feeling of going like anti-clockwise. 
Like I'm defying aging and defying the clock because as I've been getting older in the last five, six years, I've I've gotten more more better. <laughs> I've gotten more capable. <laughs> more good. <laughs> more good. I've I've gotten more like I'm accomplishing things that I couldn't even accomplish at 28 now. Mm. And I'm like, wow. And I don't even think I've peaked yet. Like this year, 34, like last week was my longest event. I'm like, okay, wow. Mm. Like what's the ceiling? Like the ceiling is really where you put it. And I'm not ready to go like over the, the, the curve and start to go downhill. I'm still, mm. you know, still climbing. So that's what I want to tell anyone and everyone is like, let's go. Like you're, you still have so much life for us. Get into it, get started. And you will hundred percent surprise yourself and don't get yourself thinking like, no, I can't. I'm not a runner. I'm not a cycler. I'm not a swimmer. You're not until you are. You're not until you are. And all you need to remember, it will get easier. It will get easier. Just get started. Just keeps getting better. Yeah. From here on out. Erica, thank you so much for chatting with us today. I love that you provided a lot of like of the emotional side, but a lot of actionable things that people can do. And what would be your advice to people like how to start a running club? It seems like it's actually quite straightforward. Well, you get a little group chat going and you invite whoever you know that likes to run. <laughs> and you can share it on your, you know, social media or your e, e send an email to your three best friends, whatever is your preferred mo mode of communication. But just set a time, a place, and tell people. And I think some will come. You know, and I think mm. that there is space for as many running club as there need to be. And that's it. Like, you just have to tell yourself, if ever nobody shows up, I'm just going to go run anyway. <laughs> like, you can't lose. <laughs> exactly. Either way, you're going to go for a run. And for anyone living along the coast in El Sao, are they all good if they hit you up, if they are interested in joining your club, if they drop you a little DM in Instagram? Yeah, 100%. And this running club is both for people that live here or for the passerbys. Uh, even if you're just here for a week, you can come run with us. It's going to be fun. Awesome. Thank you so much, Erica. Thank you, Katie. Let's talk again soon. This podcast was brought to you by The Salty Club. Hosted by me, Caitlin Creeper, and sound and editing by Matyosz Gomsch.